Hi, everybody. My name is Emily, host of the Fuel Your Freedom podcast. In the health and fitness space, there can be so many rules, recommendations, and oftentimes restrictions. On this show, we talk all things freedom. Whether you've been training for years or are looking to take the first steps in your health and fitness journey, this show will fuel your body, mind, and soul to break free from what you've heard in the past and find your version of health and fitness, the one that works for you. Now let's fuel our freedom. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fuel Your Freedom podcast. My name is Emily. As always, I am your host for this week's episode, number 23. Today, as promised last week, we are diving into a little nutrition talk. So I am just going to hop right into it today. One of the questions I get super frequently in my coaching is, do I have to track my calories or my nutrition to lose weight? And today we are diving into just that. Uh, Before we do, small disclaimer, this discussion is going to be framed in the context of weight loss or fat loss, right? Pursuing that type of goal. There are benefits to tracking calories above and beyond that goal. Like if we're going to gain weight, for example, we're going to want to make sure that we're eating enough calories uh, or enough protein, enough of the right calories. Uh, But to discuss all of these things fully in depth would be a super long episode and I don't want to really go that long. I think a lot of people will tune out after that long. No one needs to listen to me. Perhaps that will be another episode at a later date. But I'll kind of mention tips and tricks kind of throughout uh, relating to that, but know that all these small things that I might and these tidbits I might throw in throughout the episode, it's a much more nuanced discussion than that uh, for, for things above and beyond. And even within the fat loss realm, I'm sure there will be things that are more nuanced than we'll discuss today. But this context will be framed in a weight loss or fat loss kind of framework, if you will. So back to tracking. First, let's get a definition of tracking, right? Whether it's in an app or paper and pencil, Taking note of the calories you eat throughout the day and tracking them to keep within specific ranges can ensure we're eating in that calorie deficit that we need to lose body fat, right? And tracking these calories can be a great first step to realize what we are actually consuming throughout the day. While we're often conscious of the meals and perhaps portion sizes within those can sometimes use some work for some people, Um, but taking note of all those small bites in the snacks throughout the day can really add up. And we honestly don't even realize it until we start tracking myself included every so often I'll notice myself kind of snacking more. I'm like, "Mm, I wonder what I am actually eating and everything I'll eat throughout that day. I'll just throw into my fitness pal. That's my app of choice. Uh, and, and just track. I won't try and change anything, but I'll just track to see where I'm at. And if it's higher than I perhaps think I need to be at, I'll just kind of adjust that throughout, right? And that's kind of worked for me in this period. I haven't really gone through major weight loss goals recently. Um, I've just been maintaining for quite a few years. So we're just kind of working with that. And that's works for me, again, in a weight loss goal or fat loss goal more specifically, we might need to get a little bit more specific, right? 
So tracking helps all of these specifics simply due to the physical act of writing something down on paper, in an app, etc. But it's not only calories, right? We can track all sorts of things. Water, protein, I kind of already referenced that one, carbs, fat, micronutrients, etc. All of these have their own benefits when we're looking to improve awareness to nutrition intake, especially during that fat loss goal, right? So before we answer the question of if we have to track, it's important to explore the pros and cons, benefits and lack of benefits. I guess I'd still say cons of tracking. So we'll start with the benefits. I'm going to go through three here and there can be more above and beyond, but I'm going to focus on three. The first of which I already touched on, and that is awareness. I think this is one of the best parts of tracking, whether it's calories, protein, carbs, fat, water, etc., any of those other variables that we may choose. We can often be clouded by our own judgment, and I referred to this with the snacks, right? We think and it appears we're doing everything right, but as we track, we might notice we're overeating in one area, under-consuming in another area. Protein is a big one that we tend to under-consume throughout the day. It's just not as readily available in our quote-unquote go-to food choices, such as protein or like carbs and fat might be. Protein is one of the little more conscious effort sometimes needs to be put towards it. Now, again, that's not for all people, but it's a very popular thing uh, to not reach for those protein-filled snacks, right? It's easier to reach for a carbohydrate or fat-filled one. So the act of tracking can bring awareness to the truth, even though it might feel like we're doing everything right, there's probably an underlying variable that might be able to be discovered through tracking, where, and that'll just expose that area so we can improve it for the future. The second benefit to tracking is it provides an exact log, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the previous awareness piece But a lot of people in a fat loss journey will seek help help from a nutrition coach, a dietitian, etc. on the weight loss journey. Often, these professionals will ask for some sort of log to frame a discussion or give context to a normal dietary intake for a day, right? And this isn't guessing when we have a food log. Dietary recall, if I had someone come in and I said, hey, what'd you eat yesterday? Chances are, something would be eliminated, something might be added, we simply don't remember, right? It's a tough thing to recall a dietary intake and one day doesn't necessarily give a full picture. So we might even ask you to recall three up to three days of food. And oftentimes if we're not a very regimented and scheduled, I don't know if that's the right word, but if we don't eat the same things, it can be hard to remember what we ate and things can be left out. So having that track allows us to have that diary of sorts that isn't influenced by memory, perception, etc., right? Or even telling telling the coach what they want to hear, right? Even though ugh, that's like the worst. I don't tell me what I want to hear. I want to know the truth because that's how I can help you. If we're eliminating things from the dietary recall, then I can't fully help you because I can only make decisions based on the information I'm given, right? So, and that's just my personal preference, but 
whether we intend to do these these things or not, a dietary recall is tough, right? Even for myself. And tracking in the moment can provide that unbiased log. And like I said, as a nutrition coach myself, I can say it's always a huge benefit to have this log. Even if people just do it for three days, maybe a week, right? And then they stop and then come back to it as a check, right? Kind of use it inter- intermittently kind of throughout their journey. Awesome, right? It's an awesome tool to use. And finally, accountability. Now, at this point, I probably sound like a broken record, but this one ties in both of those first two together, right? Whether it's to an app or if we also have a coach who's checking in on it, keeping that food log can provide accountability to your goals. Now, we know internal motivation is more important and occasionally more long-lasting than that external motivation, right? We've talked about finding the why and the importance of finding the why. I just did an Instagram post actually on it uh, last week. But having that internal motivating factor can be super important. However, to bridge those gaps, external motivation can be equally important, right? And having this food log can provide a source of external motivation, even if it's just to yourself, even if you just have to write things down. A lot of times the process of needing to write things down can deter potential food choices that might put you over a calorie goal for the day or under a protein or other macronutrient goal for the day, etc. Right. So accountability is a big piece to tracking and it can provide that if we if we allow it to. Now, let's get into some cons of tracking. I also just have three here. There's probably plenty other ones you can think of. But again, to prevent this episode from being infinite hours long, we are going to stick to three. So the first one is tracking may become restrictive. If you're a numbers-driven person, it can be beneficial to track in those ranges or goals and numbers can help you stay on track with the food you're consuming. But on the other hand, those same numbers-driven people can want to be so exact that this tracking can become restrictive, causing you to start heading into the day with a mindset of only eating things that fit your macros, right? This is kind of where that, if it fits your macros came in, right? Where, yes, to a point that was a little bit different in that the food choices in quality perhaps weren't the best, But the same idea here, right? Not allowing yourself, if you feel super hungry, to have an extra small snack that isn't necessarily going to throw off your goals, but might change your numbers, can be like a deterrent from your overall life, right? And when we have this and we don't allow for the flexibility, we, we can't we literally can't like live, I don't want to say live, but like live our lives with the freedom that we want from tracking, right? So like when we track, we don't track simply to just track forever. We track to be able to enjoy those things and enjoy those days off of tracking so that not every single day is super structured and regimented. Simply put, it can start to take away from your life instead of moving you towards your goals. Our second con is that it can be time consuming to start tracking. And while this is a temporary con, 
it's a very real barrier to tracking our food. If you're using an app, this might go away with time and practice, but with paper and pencil, you always have to write down those same things. Personally, like I said, I prefer my fitness pal, so that's what I'll refer to as far as apps go, but it's very similar among other apps if you use them, and paper and pencils, obviously you just write it down on paper and pencil, but as you track your food, the app learns kind of what you eat for each meal, and it'll allow you to automatically add things into your intake with simply a click and click. But before that, you have to search for foods each time. And when this first begins, you have to go through that process of finding the food, making sure that the entry is correct, adding recipes, etc. Right? This can be time consuming and like I said, can be a huge barrier to tracking your food. Our third con is the potential inaccuracies that exist. So this is perhaps the strongest argument against tracking and that is that the inaccuracies are prevalent. That It's 100% it is inaccurate. It's not going to be 100% all of the time. However, I would kind of argue that these might even out over time, but that's tough to say, right? If you're going to overeat one day and undereat another day, even though the numbers look the same, but the, right, it, it's all going to kind of level out. But all that to say, there can be inaccuracies in the quantity of food, depending on how much you measure it or estimate it. If you're estimating, that can be a huge one. The user entries in the app, right? Many apps allow the users to input their own foods and then those foods save to a public database. Oftentimes, those are just not correct. They're just wrong. Um, Whether they're partially inputted or the wrong numbers are inputted, I've seen entries for chicken with no protein in it. Like that, that's not true. I've seen entries for French fries with 100 calories for, you know, a giant serving. Like that's also untrue. So kind of being mindful of those inaccuracies and even the nutrition labels on food can be inaccurate, right? There's a degree of rounding that's allowed throughout the regulations that companies have to follow there. So there can be inaccuracies as well. And each of these places can lead to the actual calories consumed being completely wrong and kind of astray throughout the day, even if it looks good on paper. So this kind of leads to that argument of if it's not true, why bother putting in the time to start? And to a point, I understand it, but knowing that these exist can leave you to compare like your day to day versus compare what would be your actual intake, right? It's kind of like when we weigh in on a scale that measures body fat percentage, right? A lot of those are potentially inaccurate, right? Are we actually 23% body fat or whatever the number is? I don't know where I got 23, but are you actually 23% body fat or is each measurement simply accurate to itself so we can see if we've moved from 23 to 25% body fat, we know that we've gained a little body fat there, right? So it depends where we fall and we just have to know that the data can be compared to the data. It just can't necessarily be compared to the other information we have available. So back to our initial question, do you have to track? No, you, you don't have to. To lose weight. Should you only track food? Again, no. I would argue that habits are, are vitally important as we're starting to track food and even more important as we transition out of a potential fat loss goal. 
Tracking is simply a tool that we have in our toolbox, right? When we need to get a little bit more exact with what we're doing. It can help when we're working with a coach who needs to see the food we're eating and can help dictate the plan we'll move forward with. But I would argue tracking shouldn't be the end goal. In fact, it should be looked at like that temporary tool. We use it as we need it and put it back in the box. While we're tracking, we also use that time to hone in on habits we can take with us beyond the tracking period. Because habits are what's going to make that lifestyle change. That's why in our coaching at Unity, we track via habit change. We don't require everyone to track. We might ask for it if we want to see three days or so. But we don't necessarily require everyone to track if they don't want to. There's certainly positive nutrition changes that we can make without tracking the food. Because the habits are where this magic lies. And when we're able to build these habits, if we're able to build these habits without tracking, we might never even need to pull that tracking tool out of the toolbox. So at the end of the day, no. You need to assess what fits your life, what your goals are, and if tracking will help or hinder your progress towards those goals, then you can use your tool or choose to leave it in the box. This brings us to our empowered action for this week. Are you tracking your food right now? Have you tracked in the past? If you've never tracked your food, it can be an eye-opening experience. And if so, this empowered action is for you. If you want to try it, don't change anything to start. Simply start with tracking what you're eating. This gives you a baseline to then change things from. Noting where you might need to drop calories, add in macronutrients such as protein, or adjust snacks and bites throughout the day if you don't need them. As you know, I'm not a fan of the overnight overhaul. Instead, we want to look at what we're eating to make a single small change to move our eating habits to better align with our goals. It doesn't have to change everything overnight. That's why we're tracking first without changing one single thing. All right, that is all I have for you guys for this week's episode of the Feel Your Freedom podcast. I very much appreciate you tuning in. As always, if you know someone who might benefit from this episode and you want to share, that would be amazing. Uh, You can share it on whatever social media platform you use as well, hypothetically, right? If you find someone uh, there who might need it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and don't mind leaving a rating and review, it does help the show to grow as well. So, Without further ado, I will chat with you all next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fuel Your Freedom. Remember, this show is all about action. Now it's time to take what you've learned and implement it into your health and fitness journey or even just your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want more, don't forget to follow me on all my social media platforms at Coach Emily Meyer and the podcast on Instagram at Fuel Your Freedom Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat with you next time.